Hello all, this is Blonde-Haired Girl. This is another one of my late night ramblings. I'm not entirely sure what's going to fly out of my mouth right now. (laughs) I have given a bit of thought to not exactly being sure what to do I guess I guess it's sort of been a a theme this for the last couple years for me is how to package this message that I have to meet the greater art audience to me a grouping of people who would be interested And it's been, it's been a bit challenging for me personally. Like I, things that I'm going to admit to, I'm going to admit to the fact that my podcasts aren't perfect. There's no bells and whistles in them. My YouTubes aren't perfect. Uh, I haven't really learned how to edit. I don't add, you know, it's just me talking. There's no music. There's no breaks. There's, you know, I've tried to keep my, my YouTubes to 10 minutes and I've done that on purpose. Um, I, and my book is not exactly even still what I would like it to look like. Someday I dream I have a total visual on it, but I right now I just can't. I'm I'm not achieving that. Yesterday I got the cover, the formatted cover of my book, and I uploaded it to Amazon. So my book is live on Amazon and everyone is free to go buy it. You can get a Kindle copy for $4.99. Um, and my, my, the book form is $13.50. It is called Blonde Haired Girl Mystic Summer or mystical summer. I changed the name of it. I thought that um, my summer of mystical events was a little too long. So I changed it to mystical summer and changed the picture on the front. It is live. You can go get it. I would so incredibly appreciate you buying it. Um, So... I I was back to thinking about David Ike. Yesterday I listened to the original the original um one of the original YouTubes that I had seen this it was an interview um not the original interview I guess there was a big interview that happened where he was heavily ridiculed and 
I guess for a while he was really mistreated very, very badly. Um, and I was taken back again at how similar our stories were in the beginning because he talked about having these three months of these synchronicities um, and he was having a hard time functioning and basically it's like the best and worst time of your life. <laughs> and I thought it ironic or not ironic that I had the same situation. I had three months, it was about three months of, of these synchronicities that were just like on top of each other. And I honestly, it was really challenging for me to make sense, you know, of what was coming at me. I didn't know, like, um, it was, it was really, really crazy. And sometimes I still have these like events that are really odd, like really, really odd, um, where I'm, I have things happen that are just so bizarre. Um, but, and then I wanted to make a, a, I make mistakes a lot. I guess that it was the second most watched YouTube live in history. The second most, I don't know what the first most watched was and it doesn't even matter. Um, but it was the second most watched live YouTube in YouTube history. And I, and I want to say something, I mean, no offense to anyone whatsoever in what I'm going to say in the next little bit here. Um, I, I've been thinking about TikTok. I, had joined TikTok. I I also follow a guy named Gary Vee. All of this is going to come together. I know it sounds very disjointed, but I listened to a guy named Gary Vee who is like a um he is a social media giant. I'm not sure if he's integral in opening these these apps or what but he is he has been doing a question and answer on all kinds of platforms so I think that he's on Facebook Instagram um, Twitter and he's been doing this question and answer every day from where he is from from 9 to 11 but where I am from 6 to 8 and I really like him. I, I I like this guy quite a bit. I mostly because I just think that he is just a first rate human being. I I love his message. He's always talking about positivity and love. And, um, he's just an incredibly positive, and he's very very encouraging to his his. Um, the people who are listening to him, which I think is, is, is really great. So I, I get onto Twitter and, and I'm just, 
so taken back at how amazing these Twitters, I mean, these TikToks, I'm sorry, I'm talking about TikTok, um, how amazing these TikToks are. I, I'm, I gather, I don't quite understand it, but I gather that it's about, you have about 60 seconds. That's what the TikTok is about. You have 60 seconds to basically amaze. <laughs> And there's something like just so out of the norm. Like yesterday, I saw one where there was this little baby owl on the ground. And they picked up the owl. They were trying to find the mom. It was just so sweet. And this owl was so, so, so beautiful and also looked really frightened. And they were trying to help this owl. Um, but... One of the guys had said very, very, you know, straightforwardly, <laughs> you know, basically, why are my TikToks failing? Why does one TikTok, why does one 60-second segment get 2 million viewers and then one just seemingly fail when it doesn't? Like, what is TikTok's success? Um, and it does seem to be the person who can, can amuse or entertain. And so my content has, has, you know, my book didn't sell. I mean, the first run of it, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, the second run of it. I'm working on my second book. The book that I wrote is a trilogy. It's not done yet. It's not completed. And so I'm I'm not done with it yet. <laughs> but the first and so it'll go together, but I decided to publish them separately. And and my YouTube like it seems like I mean I have 42 subscriptions and and then my podcasts right now seem to be doing better than anything else any other platform for me personally but even my my podcasts are really raw I mean I don't edit them I don't have any songs I mean there's no bells and whistles and I go back and forth because I sort of like it that way. I like it that way. I like that I have not, um, and it's not that I'm, that I'm not trying to, actually, I'm not trying to entertain. I'm not trying to entertain. I'm, I'm attempting to spread a message. And I make jokes about it, but it was, it's like my, you know, you go on a boil popping and it gets more views. <laughs> it gets more views, like to watch somebody boil being popped. <laughs> and 
And so, and, you know, and then this idea of like, I don't know, like, how, how do I quantify success in, in, and, and I, and I want to say also, I appreciate my 42 um, subscribers because they are really loyal to me. They are incredibly loyal to me. And so I appreciate them. I, I mean, no offense. Um, it's just that it seems obvious that I have not, I have not yet tapped into my audience. There is just so much going on out there, so much energy going on, so much, um, these are such weird times, you know, I had done a YouTube yesterday about the fact that, I mean, businesses are going under in the town I live in. I don't think they're coming back. I mean, literally they are going under all of their merchandise is out of the store. The restaurants are putting, are, that are all takeout are putting up these plexiglass when you go in to pay, which I feel like maybe has been mandated. People are wearing masks. Um, social distancing. I, I had a friend, a friend of mine, her son had passed away and she had she suggested that I go look at the sunset yesterday in honor of her son. They were um, spreading some of his ashes in a place he liked to hike. I, I was just like, so we have to have virtual funerals or celebrations of life. We have to have virtual birthday parties. It's, it's like, it's really, really impacting, you know, our way of life and so what is not wanted is blaring us in our face it's just blaring it's like all around this this message of whatever this is and I honestly don't know what it is the David Icke interview would say that it is a hostile takeover of our freedoms and and that they're going to getting rid of money, which is also evident right now. Like I went to an event the other day, they would not take cash. They would not even take cash. And so, <laughs> I mean, except for the fact that I, I make jokes about it, but I really don't trust the United States government to ever give a a just some kind of base living that would even remotely look like amount of money that I would sustain happiness <laughs> for right I think anyone I, I find the United States government at this point to be, they are not interested in my well-being whatsoever.
I'm just going to say that out loud. Um, I don't really believe in that per se. Like, and I can't say like, it would depend. Like, I, I'm not sure about Germany because I don't live in Germany, but I have been told that Germany has, um, socialized medicine and also if you get laid off the government does help you you know the government helps you if you get laid off um some of the places that have deemed to be the happiest places on earth you know they don't have to worry about if they get sick they go bankrupt and this this feeling of security in these countries which I believe there can be a country who does have the well-being of their citizens first and foremost. I believe that is possible and they seem to be pretty happy. I think it's like the Netherlands. I could be wrong, but people like the assurance of knowing that if something goes wrong in their life, their government is going to help them. And I'm and I'm just going to be the first to say I'm not sure how that rolls out. I don't know how much control the German government or the ne the government of the Netherlands, you know, um, takes. Like I don't know if they like infringe on their freedoms or not. I don't know. But the, I, I'm going to tell you that is what the basic premise is: is that if there is some some safety net that the government is going to control every aspect of your life. If they give you money, they are going to control your life. That is the premise that has been put out um, about that. And I think that that is a possibility like, like communism. And I'm thinking right now what's coming to mind, like the Republic of Czech after World War II. I don't think it was called the Republic of Czech. I think it may have been Czechoslovakia before before the takeover. And then and then they, they their government changed and the people who had lived under the communist rule were really having a hard time with the change because the government I mean, if you can imagine the people being dependent on the government and then all of a sudden the government says, oh, well, go, go out, go out and find a living, <laughs> find a vocation and make your way, be well fed. <laughs> but I'm not sure. I just went off on this tangent. See, I said I started out saying, I'm not sure where I'm going to go with this <laughs> as a generality. Um, but I guess I was mainly talking about the dystopia that is being presented right at the moment, that m my life has really, in all actuality, not been heavily affected by unless I go out. Um, I have been working on my projects. I've been doing my, my teaching my students remotely, which is like been so amazing um and i i've just been taking care of my children and cooking and you know I, 
it hasn't, I've been hiking, um, keeping social distance on, on the trail. I mean, I've been taking care of my family and taking care of things. And I, and so my life hasn't ch changed except for yesterday I had left left and gone down and, and, and there's just bigger changes than there were last week. In the grocery store, like the other day, I wanted to pop by at Trader Joe's just to go get something and I had to wait in this pretty extensive line and I didn't have time to wait. I had to go home and so I wasn't able to pick up what I wanted to pick up. I was really disappointed. Um, I just more and more changes is what I'm trying to say. And, and so basically our focus on what is like actually blaring us in the face is the issue. And I know this sounds really, this is going to sound really contrary, but basically what I've learned in the last two years is when you go back to this, the law of attraction, when you go back to the law of attraction, which is said by those who have ma mastered it to a greater degree than I have, it is belief in the thing that is wanted greater than the belief in the unwanted. In fact, so much that the belief in the unwanted goes out and the belief that the wanted comes into the actual physicality based on the belief. And there's also heightened emotions in a sense of, of joy and gratitude for the manifestation before it actually takes place. And so basically what I'm trying to say is that we don't, we cannot focus on what is happening right now. It is better for us to focus on what it is that we are wanting, which is a society with well-being well-being in our lives, well-being in the, f the lives of the people around us, just general well-being on the planet and all of its creatures, all of its life, well-being. And so in focusing on the thing that we want instead of the thing that we don't want, So, <laughs> and the news, I mean, TikTok, it's all over my TikTok feed. I mean, not TikTok, I'm sorry. Um, my Twitter feed, all over my Twitter feed is nothing but politics, is nothing but this virus and politics. And then my 
and so I don't go on to it very often. Um, but on the news, and you know, it's it's all this negativity. Another thing they did, I was just thinking, my son lives with me full time, and he he is usually a huge social butterfly in the place that I live. And he, I have people come up to me quite often to tell me how much they appreciate him. And he goes to the park and he swings with his earphones on and he came home yesterday and he said, they've closed the park mom. So, the places for him to visit, the things for him to do are getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. He either can't go to the Y, he can't can't do all the things that he enjoys doing. It's, it's really, really challenging for people who are extremely social. And so it has to be harder for him to focus on the thing you've wanted. It's a discipline. It's a discipline to focus on the wanted thing. And so out of no disrespect, I don't mean any disrespect about this, but what I noticed regarding this about the the London Real interview with David Icke that was the second most streamed in was the greater portion of it was about the unwanted. The greater portion of the interview itself that went viral, he actually said that he has had millions of people watching it on his, on London Real TV, his own broadcasting um, website. He's had a million people watching this, this interview. So the interview is just spreading. And I mean, no disrespect, but the message in it is really, really, really negative for as a generality not not the ending the ending was just really really great but it was a very very small section of about two and a half three hours of dystopia and and I was thinking about the package that is presented with it and I don't know it's like we have to focus change our focus on that which is wanted and that which is wanted is not yet manifest right now and so it's in this esoteric form. And it's not going to have the same bells and whistles and it's not going to have the the 
you don't have the benefit of seeing it yet. And so those people who are, are saying, talking in a different way, they're not getting the same airtime. I was, without stating names, somebody that I follow fairly closely is going to be live streaming tomorrow on you I believe it's on YouTube but I could be wrong um, and I don't believe it'll get the same amount of attention as the David Ike and I believe that the message on the interview that is going to be aired tomorrow will be very positive about the elevation of consciousness on our planet and the possibility of that. And I use the word elevation. It's been really tricky for me because I really, really got caught up in this idea that of spirituality as spiritual pride. Like one person is more enlightened than another person. One person's higher on the scale of consciousness than another person. And David Hawkins, who I studied for many years, he, he would say it's like temperatures on a thermostat or like on a, you know, a thermometer. It's like temperatures on a thermometer and different temperatures are you know, at different times are, you know, are needed. You know, if you're trying to heat up soup, you want to be a little bit warmer. <laughs> if you want to, want an ice cream cone, you want it to be colder. Except he would say that your experience of life, based on where you are on the scale of consciousness, is going to be very, very different. It's going to be very, very different to be in a, in a position of love and gratitude and, and surrender and bliss than if you're in despair and grief. But I will say that, that my experience of this is I sort of weave in and out. I, I'm not in, I'm in, I'm in blitz sometimes. I'm in happiness. I would say genuine happiness a good deal of the time. But I do dip down into anger. I dip down into actual grief at times, but I just don't stay there. So basically we're shooting for a prevailing thought in our lives, a prevailing thought. And I, and I have to tell you, that was another stumbling block for me was because I wasn't a certain way, like it just seemed an impossible dream to, to I see just even reach enlightenment, to reach enlightenment, to reach a state of well-being, to reach a state of 
of being joyful 60-70% of the time. It just seemed like an impossible dream. It seemed really hard and it was when was when I discovered that I already was. I already was love. I already was joy. I already was well. I already was quote unquote enlightened that I that I became enlightened. I already had that which I was wanting or seemingly wanting. Oh, yes, and don't use that word want. The, the word want keeps whatever it is it, away from you. <laughs> so my, my message of, of the goodness of God, the grace of God, the love of God, the amazement of being in this world, the purpose of life being joy, has not reached my greater listenership or audience, I guess you would say. But I'm just going to keep emitting it. I'm just going to continue to hold the light of, of my truth the light of my truth and I don't know what's going to happen I don't know what's going to happen but it is my belief that good and light and joy and that it's actually my belief that it's already a done deal it's my belief that the consciousness of the planet has already been raised. It's just a matter of us seeing it. So the new earth, the new paradigm, the new dimension, the new way of being is in vibrational already. It's coming into our physicality. It's already a done deal. It was already done. That's my belief. So there's nothing to stop it. That, that has already spread. It's already spread and is spreading and is igniting, the light is igniting. And so I'm going to end this podcast on that note. I really appreciate you listening. And that's <laughs> possibly <laughs> that's a wrap